Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of July 1st through July 7th, 2013. Vulnerability activity for the period returned to elevated levels, although the metrics for June 2013 show a decrease in activity for the month. IntelliShield published 545 alerts in June 2013, down from 647 alerts published in June of 2012. For the 2013 annual activity levels at the mid-year point, the activity continues to show an increase. However, with the lower activity levels in June 2013, the increase dropped to 7% for 2013 compared to 2012 at mid-year. Activity for this period included new vulnerabilities in Semantic Security Information Manager Console, HP StoreOnce D2D Backup System, and Netgear DGN2200B. Proof of concept exploit code is publicly available for the HP StoreOnce and Netgear DGD22B vulnerabilities. However, the majority of, of activity for this period was software updates from Red Hat, FreeBSD, and others for previously reported vulnerabilities in Apache, Mozilla Firefox, uh, the Oracle Java SE Critical Patch Update, and Apple QuickTime. Researchers reported multiple vulnerabilities in the Intelligent Platform Management Interface and Baseboard Management Controllers that potentially impact thousands of systems across the Internet. Also, a vulnerability was reported in the Atlassian's Enterprise Single Sign-On and Identity Management Tool, a crowd single sign-on software, that similarly impacts users of this widely deployed software. Cisco released two security notices in the period. IntelliShield published 160 events last week, 77 new events, and 83 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the Attacks and Compromises Risk Management category. Ubisoft reported that attackers had gained access to their web server systems and compromised millions of customers' usernames, email addresses, and encrypted passwords. The compromised systems did not store payment account information or credit card information. Ubisoft reported that it had detected the illegal access in June and has requested that customers change their account passwords and posted a fact on their blog with additional information. Ubisoft did not release any specific details on the illegal access or how they detected the compromise, which could have been useful for other security teams in protecting their systems. Gaming websites continue to be frequently targeted uh, both for the account and financial information. Nintendo also recently reported illegal access to accounts on their systems. Users of these systems should understand that their accounts will be targeted and should use strong passwords that are changed frequently. To simplify this process and avoid the use of usernames and passwords on multiple websites, users are advised to use password management software. And next, in the legal risk management category, a new rule for the U.S. Federal Trade Commission's Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, or COPA, uh, went into effect on July 1, 2013. The new rule expands upon the previous COPA rule uh, to increase who is covered by the protections and requires additional protections to be established. 
Indications are that many websites may not be current with these requirements and could face fines from the FTC. Most likely impacted are those who do not specifically focus on children's content, but are likely to have underage customers using their applications and websites. The new COPA rule is not extreme, but it seems to primarily focus on those websites that are not specifically designed for children. Website operators could face serious fines under the rule, and this topic is top of mind with many of the consumer and privacy government agencies and organizations. As much as the new rule attempts to increase uh, children's privacy and protection, it still requires the active participation of parents and teachers to ensure the systems the children are using are updated and have the security capabilities installed and updated, and to work with the children to teach them safe computer practices. Several government and private organizations provide no-cost guidance, uh, presentations, and additional resources to assist parents, teachers, and children. And this week in the mobile risk management category. Multiple reports this week highlighted the increasing levels of vulnerability research and the levels of malicious activity occurring in the mobile sector. Researchers reported a vulnerability in Android systems that could allow attackers to insert malicious code in signed applications without impacting the signature of the file. McAfee released a new report on mobile malware with the latest details on malicious activity impacting mobile devices, and the Chinese CERT reported a major increase in mobile uh, malware detection. The vast majority of mobile malware is currently targeting Android mobile systems, which continue to increase in popularity and are often not using the latest software versions. While some of this increased detection and malware could be the result of increased mobile security practices, the report from the Chinese CERT is particularly concerning due to it being an early indicator. Mobile malware activity is predominantly limited to Asia, but will eventually spread to impact additional geographic areas and markets. The South Korean government recently responded to this threat by announcing that it will not allow Android systems. While Android system popularity continues to grow globally, the issue of service providers not distributing and updating the customers' operating systems to the latest versions remains. It's also important to recognize that the primary source of mobile malware continues to be third-party applications, although SMS spam and associated malware is also increasing. Users should contact their service providers about updating their software, um, avoid third-party applications regardless of the application reviews, ratings, or popularity, and as with email spam, don't open or respond to suspicious SMS messages. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category, the U.S. and E.U. will hold trade talks in the coming weeks to negotiate the latest rounds of transatlantic trade and investment partnership. Several topics are due for review and renegotiation, including tariffs, financial services regulations, privacy protections and information sharing, intellectual property protections, and increasing trade in several sectors. The talks may also be impacted by the current U.S. NSA activity, uh, the economic conditions in several of the EU uh, countries, and multiple countries increasing trade with Asian countries. These talks will likely continue for multiple years, but could significantly and directly impact several key cybersecurity issues. Both sides are calling for increased regulation in specific but different sectors, such as financial reporting and regulations, import and exports of computer electronics, and cryptography rules. Particularly with the current NSA activity reports, the privacy rights and protections will likely be a hot topic.
While the governments have increased their information sharing to address terrorism and criminal activity, a significant divide remains in U.S. and EU privacy protections. Possibly the best outcome for those involved in cybersecurity would be a consistent and shared position on monitoring, information sharing, and privacy rights that would allow organizations operating in multiple EU countries to have one set of regulatory requirements. Organizations are advised to monitor these talks as they develop to anticipate the direction of the talks and avoid surprises when a final agreement is reached. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening and stay safe.